When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Wisconsin's beloved craft breweries are facing, you guessed it, supply chain disruption. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Zach Koga is the co-owner of Carbon 4 Brewing in Madison. He's also the vice president of the Wisconsin Brewers Guild. He says containers such as aluminum and glass are getting harder to come by. Yes, aluminum aluminum and glass in particular are oversold as a as sort of a commodity, you know, product within within beer making and beverage making. So that those are hard to come by if you're not already in line somewhere through um, a reseller or directly with the manufacturers. Cardboard um, and labels, it, there's still capacity in the system, but prices are going up more than I've ever seen, faster than I've ever seen. Um, malt and malt and hops pricing is going up. Our maltster has sent us a, a big price increase, which I haven't seen that in nine years. We haven't seen the, the type of increase in adjustment that we've seen. Um, freight is going up. Um, I, some people are trying to keep their core product price the same, but then they're breaking out freight differently and having to charge for that. So we're going to be able to get the ingredients and things that we need to keep making our products. Being able to make any amount of money on it to stay in business is, is going to be the hard part. So I'm curious about grains and hops. We had droughts this year in a lot of the grain producing states and wildfires out where hops is primarily grown out west. Has that impacted cost of ingredients at all? I haven't seen that yet. Um, when we buy hops, it's usually years in advance. We, we set up contracts for the, for the crops so, and price points for those. So we have kind of scheduled price increases. So I, if there is a big impact from the heat wave and some things going on in the West, I might not see it directly, you know, for another year or two. But from what I understand, the hop crop this year was, was just fine. The, the heat um, in Washington and Oregon this year, when we had that heat dome, you know, 120 degrees out there, we were worried a little bit on how that would affect the, the yield. And, and then even if the yield was okay, how are the, how are the um, hop oils, you know, going to do, you know, because that's really what we're, we're doing with hops. We're oil hunting. So it, is the oil coming out the way we want it to in those hop cones? It sounds like everything went okay. I mean, from what I understand from, from our hop selections, you know, it, everything turned out okay, even though there was pretty severe heat out there. So at the moment, it seems like it's okay. Our base malt is Simpson's Golden Promise, which is mostly grown over in, in the northern UK. They had a really great year. So that for us, that's doing okay. And we contract on that. So our pricing there is okay. But all of the other sort of spot buying specialty grains, I haven't heard huge yield problems, but the prices just went up big time for next year. Now, I want to go back a little bit to the situation when food service went down. They weren't buying kegs of beer. People were drinking at home. Has that bounced back at all? Or are you still seeing those same pandemic trends continue on into 2022? We're, we're definitely still seeing some of the trend. So in Madison in particular, the on-premise business, the bars and restaurants, is still down quite a bit. I've heard 40 to 50% is what I've heard as far as the overall industry and volume of beer. We're seeing that reflected in our core keg sales in Madison. It's somewhere around that 40 to 50% down this year based on 2019 numbers. So in, in 2020, it went to almost zero. And then we started to build back a little bit through the end of 2020. But last winter was pretty bleak in general. In 2021, we, we did make some 
some gains, you know, from 2020, but still we're still at about half of what we would normally be doing in, in the Madison market. So the local bars and restaurants are really struggling. They're, they don't want to commit to a lot of kegs. They're, sell, they're still selling packaged beer to customers that come in because it, it seems like a, you know, a smaller risk for them to bring beer in at, at smaller quantities. People are liking the, the throwaway packages, the single-use packages as opposed to glassware for, for, you know, viral transmissivity. And then the bars and restaurants are really struggling trying to find people. Their food costs are going up like crazy. I mean, simple things like chicken wings, you know, the price is four times since last year and the year before. So we still have a long way to go to get, you know, in particular Madison and, and the state's kind of a version of that. In Madison, I think it's accentuated that people aren't, they aren't going out as much. When they do go out, they aren't kind of sitting and hanging out with their friends as much. They're eating and leaving. It, I'm, I'm, these are some of the guesses that we're making as an industry about, you know, we're, we are seeing people open and people out, but the volume is still really down. What's going on? And it seems like people are in and out a little faster in the bars or just not out as much. Um, so that's a really big deal, that being able to sell beer on draft is a huge, huge part of the business for any craft brewer. It's, it's really important that we're able to sell a healthy amount of beer on draft because, the, the lowest margin thing that we do is package beer. So when all of the volume switches to package, you might preserve some of your revenue, but you're going to lose all of your operating profit to be able to stay in business. So getting that keg volume back more is, is a big goal for next year and, and good for the health of the business. That's why packaging is, is in such high demand, because that's what you guys need to get to sell to consumers, because they're looking for that take-home and single-use packaging. I want to talk now about your in-store and retail business here at the brewery at Carbon 4. You know, what have you done unique to bring people in? We, right right when the pandemic hit in 2020, we we ramped up a to-go program immediately, kind of built a Google Sheet ordering system um, to get to get meal kits, you know, to-go dinners ready for people and, and beer to go. Our customers supported us just in such a huge way in those first few months. It was unbelievable. Um, people, way more people than I ever thought would, came in to do to-go orders and curbside orders, and then really took care of our staff with generous tipping. So we're we're incredibly grateful for those those early months of the pandemic. Since then, and and when bars and restaurants started to try to get open, you know, late last year and then into this year, um, we we've we've been open. It volume is definitely down from normal. Um, it it's just. It occasional, you know, once in a while, there's these kind of blips where we think maybe we're getting closer to, to get, getting back to normal. Mostly it's down a little bit, but we're, we're fighting through that. And last winter and this winter, we decided to put a bunch of igloos outside. We, we furnished them. Heat, we're heating them. We're, you know, decorating them. We're doing programming so you can reserve igloos and eat in there and hang out. And we do brunches sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays. So that was a big deal that got us through last winter. And I'm, we're looking at leaning on it again this winter because your post Labor Day this year, we're kind of seeing that foot traffic slow down a little bit again as we've gotten into flu season and, and it's just colder outside. So there's you know, people are less interested in going out and sitting out on a patio. They if they have to be inside, there just still seems to be less people that want to sit inside in general. We closed our kitchen last year, July of 2020, and, and really haven't even tried to totally turn it back on. I think we're going to start introducing a, a really simple menu with some pizza made by Sal's in town here. So we've been working on some things to, to keep adding value. You know, we have to do our job. We have to compel people to want to come and be here. We have to give them beers that they can't get anywhere else or some food and ambiance and service and just all the basic things. I mean, we have to, we have to keep doing our job. 
And you know, another thing, workforce. You have the people to staff a kitchen. Do you have the people to deal with increased volume of customers if volume does pick up? Today, we have the staff to to um, to do everything we kind of foresee doing. It, it's a much smaller staff in the tap room in particular than, than it used to be. Kitchen staff is not something that we have anymore. I mean, with closing the kitchen last year, so our, our bar crew, and it's a counter service um, bartending crew as opposed to doing a mix of, of counter and table service. So we used to have probably 20 to 25 people, you know, mixture of part-time and full-time in the, in the bar in front here. And now it's we're in like the four to six range. I think if we had to add a person or two to help kind of make sure we were firing pizzas and, and stuff, we could handle that. But in general, it's really hard to imagine turning on the kitchen to be a full menu because every everybody I'm talking to in the industry says they can't find anyone to, to help to do cooking. And so we're certainly not going to jump in, you know, not being total experts at, at that. We're, we're better at beer. We're trying to find a way to offer food with our with our bar staff. You know, it's just simple. Let, let's get everyone food trained and 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 do something very simple, like just sort of firing a par cooked pizza from Sal's, as opposed to to scratch cooking things. So, at the moment, we're hanging in there. We've had a lot of trouble trying to to hire for packaging work. That's been the hardest thing. Our our core production team has has stayed intact this whole time, and and they've been really great. Our sort of not quite full time packaging um, team has been pretty transient over the last two years that's been the hardest thing to hire for and at the moment we're in good shape but yeah we'll see how the next months go i think you guys have come up with new products over a pandemic right there's hard seltzers and then you got the advent calendars going on yeah we we developed uh we were in the middle of scaling up our seltzer at, at the beginning of 2020 that's gone really well for us we continue to work on that and have different versions of it We've, we've continued to have a bunch of seasonal beers. We're, we're sort of resetting our beer lineup for next year. We're redoing our core lineup. We're adding a session IPA called Hawk Jones. It's a tribute beer to, to major Rocky Hawk Jones F-16 pilot here in Madison that passed away last year in a, in a, in a crash. And then we're bringing out Midwestia Pilsner as a core, ship, a core beer, flagship beer, um, in the next couple of weeks. So we, we have a great lineup we're excited about. We have a variety pack of Fantasy Factory that we're going to be rotating quarterly. We've, we're already on the second version of that here going into next year, and we'll rotate that a few more times you know, throughout the year. And, and then we're do, redoing our entire seasonal lineup, kind of two different series of seasonals that will rotate monthly. And um, we'll have, So we'll have at least 24 new beers there, plus a whole bunch of versions of Fantasy Factory. And, and now I want to shift the conversation to your leadership position with the Wisconsin Brewers Guild. What are you guys working on right now? What are some of the top issues that you find Wisconsin Brewers are facing? What are you guys looking forward to in the new year? We're working on a reset for for 2022. We've really been fairly idle the last two years, um, just in survival mode. We've continued to do work legislatively. We we always um, have kind of ongoing discussions and collaborative things going on at the Capitol. So that stayed going on in the background. pretty nicely the last two years um but our our events and some of our outward facing programming were were all but extinguished you know over the last two years i've done very limited things um we used to do an annual beer collaboration we, we did a really small one last year um, we used to do about four big festivals a year we didn't do we didn't do any but our executive director mark did do um like a pop-up kind of beer garden style thing in Milwaukee a few times last year. We have a board meeting next week, and we're we're going to discuss what we do, and, and it's a chance to kind of reset and, and 
and pick up the torch here and move forward and and what do we want what do our members want what do we want to do you know as participating breweries what are we trying to you know what do we want from the guild what do we think the industry needs from the guild um so that discussion is happening here next week to figure out what's next yeah discussions underway and developing stories there as the wisconsin brewers guild reworks its goals and brings everyone back together to start the new year strong that was zach koga the co-owner of carbon four brewing in madison and the Vice President of the Brewers Guild. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.